Cameron? Yes. I want to do something right now that is maybe unprecedented for our show. I'm not sure. Okay. Very rare. If not nigh unprecedented. Season seven is a great time to try new things. Yeah. As evidenced by Boy Meets World. Cameron, I want to talk about Boy Meets World. That's new. <laughs> I know. Nigh unprecedented for our cold open. So, Eric has been living in Feeney's car. Uh-huh. Sean and Corey are moving back into the dorms. Yes. Topanga's parents live in Pittsburgh, and she doesn't know what's going on with them. Where did any of these people live this summer? <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. They just, <laughs> you would sit in the closet, turned off the lights, and then when it was time to start shooting again, out they come, ready to go. See, this wouldn't be a major question if the episodes themselves didn't make such a point about where Eric was living. Mm -hmm. But now, because Eric had that problem, Corey must also be having that problem. Yeah, because his room was turned into a nursery mm -hmm. for the baby. Sean's magic trailer got run over by a train. Yes, yes. So I actually looked up... I, I was curious about this question, mm -hmm. so I looked it up to see if anyone else was asking it. And they have been, and the most common answer is Sean's trailer. But that doesn't exist. No, he he said in the was it the very last episode or the episode right before last? It was the episode. It was the be true episode. Oh, I thought it was the psychotic one. No, it was be true because he's it's during the Godfather scene. Okay, well, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so where are these people living? I have no idea. Cameron, I need us to come up. Where were they living? Huh. Well, Topanga is the easiest one. Mm -hmm. You could just see with their Aunt Prudence. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, Corey and Sean, however, because they can't be living at Corey's house. They can't be living at Sean's trailer. So where were they? Could they have been summer camp counselors? <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. They spun off. Counselors. They spun off. Yes, I'm going to choose to believe that Corey and Sean were summer camp counselors. They were... Um... They were on bug juice. Yeah. It doesn't come in a jar. It doesn't. It comes from who you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just dated our body. Yes. <laughs> if it wasn't a mystery already that we're, I don't know if we're quite elder millennials. I think we, we're, we're on, we're definitely on the like older side of the bell curve. Uh-huh. Yes, definitely that. But I mean, that's not a mystery at this point. <laughs> no, 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 it is not. Um, but yeah, I, you were going to be carrying the rest of this episode, Cameron. Why? Because pretty much the entire time I was watching these episodes, I was just thinking about where were these people living all summer? <laughs> oh no. Well, I'll, you know, I'll just take some extra ibuprofen for my knees, um, from having to carry. Yeah. I, you're going to have to, I, I just, I need to know. Were they also in Feeney's car? Were they in the Dean's car? No, they were at summer camp. They were at summer camp. That makes the most sense. Um, I also think it is plausible, at least, that perhaps Angela has a like a home in Philadelphia that she maintains for her father. Mm -hmm. Is that thing I thought? Like a, a family home. Yes, that's where she could have been. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like she and Topanga haven't seen each other either. Yeah, it does. It does. So maybe, perhaps, she's there. Um, Topanga is without prudence. 
Mm-hmm. And Corey and Sean were camp counselors at Scam Camp. Exactly. It only makes sense. Brought to you by Greyhound, unless someone real decides to sponsor. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Hello, Thank Cameron. you, Greyhound, for the sponsorship. Thank you. Um, I've used your services a lot, actually. I don't think I ever have. I've uh, taken a Greyhound to Bismarck, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked you up from that. Y- well. The other way around. Yeah, the other way around. I didn't uh, pick you up in North Dakota. It's true. It'd be silly. You picked me up at Amarillo. Well, no, I took it from Amarillo to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After uh, I caught a ride with some friends down to Amarillo. Got there by morning, so. He did. Um, yeah, uh, I've taken many a Greyhound from Stillwater, where we used to live, to Dallas to fly out. Um, it's just a very convenient way to get to Dallas. Who knew? I guess a lot of people. Not a secret. Bus travel. But yeah, I used to be able to get a round trip, Stillwater to Dallas, for about 40-ish bucks. Wow, that's not bad. It was, it's not bad. And then uh, flying out of Dallas anywhere instead of Oklahoma City is so much cheaper. So 40-ish bucks to get there and then like $80 round trip ticket to New York. Can't beat it. It was Yeah, it was a pretty cheap way to travel. Cheap, cheap way to travel. So uh, Greyhound, hit us up. I, I've been a customer. Mm-hmm. We just gave you great, great press. Mm-hmm. I uh, got stopped on a Greyhound once by a whole bunch of cops. Um, what were you doing? I have no idea. Like, I uh, listened to music, or probably a podcast, actually, on the side of the road. Um, I found a little cozy spot, and I just watched. And they talked to a lot of people and checked their luggage, and they never talked to me or checked anything on my, mine. The Why fools, they live, I guess. didn't they know? <laughs> I didn't have anything. I was going on a plane. <laughs> it's like, I don't have any luggage. I had a backpack. Nothing that you could hide the crown jewels in. Nothing I could hide the crown jewels in. So, that was fun. That was. That, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. That was the same trip where on the way back, I was in New York waiting on a subway um, so I can get to LaGuardia. And... Um, Suddenly, like, 50 police officers bust into the subway station and clear the whole thing out. And I'm just like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I'm just trying to get to LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. I had accidentally gone into Harlem uh-huh. when I wasn't supposed to. Um, so I was trying to get back south. Rookie mistake, Chance. It's true. I was transporting a bass guitar for a friend, though. So I was just, like, walking through Harlem with a bass guitar, and I felt pretty cool. You just blended right in. I was like, yeah, I'm in a band. What's up? One second. (laughs) You are in a band, Chance. A band on the run. Mm -hmm. It's called The Exits. Called The Exits. The only song you know is the name game. Sex Drive. (laughs) (laughs) The Tongues. (laughs) The Tongues. 
I guess it was well, Blood Drive and Sex Ed, but I like mm-hmm. Sex Drive. Sex Drive is a good band name. <laughs> the Blood Ed. <laughs> Blood Ed. Blood Education. Um, but as we've already talked about, our normal joke of, you know, as you certainly guessed and whatnot, it doesn't really apply because we've been talking about Boy Meets World most of this time. I know. Weird. Um, it's like a Boy Meets World podcast. Who, who's ever even heard of such a thing? It's true. I do want to talk about one thing. And this okay. probably should have been in the cold open. I don't know. We don't know how to pop. We don't. It's been it's been a couple weeks. Um people's takes on Boy Meets World Online are wild to me. Mm-hmm. Have you been in that Facebook group? Yeah. That Facebook group, their takes are wild. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's like one iconic moment of a character. And like that's all they remember. Mm-hmm. I, but but it's it, it's worth that because it like it like translates to the wiki too. Like I was like I said I I pulled up the wiki to see if anyone had ever talked about how um, where everyone was living this season. Mm-hmm. And I came across the the Women's World wiki season seven entry, um, and I read it for Jack. And so at the very end of this season. At the mm-hmm. very end, he's like all into himself, being six percent body fat, all of that. Right. Um, Same, honestly. Yeah. Right. But this is this is the wiki entry. Jack is turning into a brat this season. He'll only think about his looks, and he'll also care about Rachel. That does not. That is not a, a trajectory that he is on this season. No. <laughs> like I can think of like. This episode, he's just normal Jack. Uh-huh. Feels very normal. <laughs> yeah, he feels very normal. Um, it's actually very funny. And like he will do the will, they'll do the Amish stuff this episode. Uh-huh. Which is like him revealing a dark secret about his past. Yeah. They have a cross-dressing episode again. But, yeah. Um they do. That's true. <laughs> um I think that is the Amish episode, isn't it? Um, I don't think so. That oh, was like, a bad episode. Yeah. Um, he'll, like, um, oh, what was I just thinking about? Um, they get a job and they work at the student union. Y- yeah, work at the student union and he'll talk about work ethic and being a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, where? <laughs> because in the last few episodes of the season, he makes two vain remarks. Uh huh. Now, now Jack is turning into a brat. That's it for him. He's a brat. That's like that's what we're gonna reduce all of them down to. <laughs> yes. Well, it's just like when I got into it with that one person on on that Facebook group. I mean, I wasn't getting into it, but they were getting very upset when they're like, Angela, Jack, and Rachel are all just side characters, and I'm like, they're main cast. Like they're in the opening credits. They're named in the opening credits. Like that's main cast. And he's like, no, because they don't have character arcs, and I'm like, neither does Topanga. No, Topanga and Corey have and no. He's just like, what are you talking about? That's insane. I'm like, I know what I'm talking about because I've like watched the show closely and I do this podcast and like I've paid attention. And he's just like, oh, we'll have a podcast. I'm like, okay, guy, cool. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if I had these same misconceptions about the show before the podcast. I might have. I, I I probably did too, but like I don't know. It's just wild because like people remember like one thing, 
Mm-hmm. And like Corey, literally, he has a, one character arc. It's in season two. <laughs> <laughs> like after that, he's either a funny side character or somewhat insufferable main character. Yeah, and like you may think he and Topanga have an arc. What is their arc? Like it's Sean's arc. Well, yeah, Sean. Sean has an arc that goes arguably from season one, but definitely from the end of season two till mm-hmm. this episode even is still going. Yeah, still going. He's had a hard year. <laughs> but Corey, like, what's the, what's what's the arc? They introduce in an episode out of the blue suddenly that he and Topanga are boring, so they break up so they can get back together in Disney World like four episodes later. They they break up because Corey kisses a girl at a mountain lodge. And then we have five episodes that are mostly about Sean. Yeah, and one Sean's about- the only main character <laughs> by that definition. Yeah. Having arc. I, I just like, that's, that's a wild take that Corey and Topanga have arcs. I guess Topanga has a mini arc from the last episode of last season till literally two episodes from now. Yeah. I guess, and I don't like it. It's not good. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. This these episodes are weird. We, we I don't know if we told people this. We're doing episodes one and two because they're yeah seven hundred one seven hundred two because it's a two parter. Yeah, I watched the first one and I was like, man, when are all those things that I think happen gonna happen? And yeah. then I get to the end, it's like to be continued. And I texted Chance and was like, should we do the first two? Mm-hmm. Um, we decided that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And then we're one step closer to being done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these episodes were interesting. Um, I, I guess we should just jump into them. Yeah, just at the top, I can't decide. I mean, we're, we'll get to it when we get to 702. I can't decide if part of it is the best thing that's ever happened in Boy Meets World or if it's the worst thing that's ever happened in Boy Meets World. No, yeah. Yeah. That's it's sort true. of like the werewolf episode. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm settling more on best, but we'll have to we'll have to decide. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. But first, we have episode seven oh one. Show me the love, which I'll give us a synopsis for it. The old synop, if I can remember how to do that, because it's been like a month since I've watched this show and since we've done a normal episode. Um, but it's sophomore year. People are getting back together. Not getting back together. They're reuniting. Um, Corey and Sean rooming together. Topanga and Corey haven't seen each other all summer. Topanga's really upset because her parents filed for divorce that morning and she doesn't believe in love anymore. No. Corey's just like trying to convince her that she needs to believe in them. And then Angela goes along for the ride Mm -hmm. and says she won't get back with Sean because Mm -hmm. Topanga makes a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and then Rachel invites them to live with her. Well, you're jumping very far ahead, but yes. Yes. And then, yeah. Oh, they were, Jack and Rachel broke up. And Eric was going to move back in, but then Angela invited the girls to move mm-hmm. in. It's real weird. Well, just go ahead and set up the, the second episode, too. What's no, the second episode, world? Corey decides, he says, like, I need to remind Topanga's parents that they love one another. So he goes off on a Pittsburgh shenanigan to try to reunite them. Pittsburgh shenanigans are like Philly shenanigans, but they're not funny or fun. Just like Pittsburgh, it's just a city of steel. Yeah, it's a cold shenanigan. It's where you need 
to go and you need girders, not much else. Um, and then the Jack and Eric and the girls have a WWE style wrestling match for the apartment, mm-hmm. and mankind is there. Yes. What else can you say? Yeah. 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 Um, these episodes are weird. Um, not necessarily bad, but weird. So I was thinking about it because I feel like season seven gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, at least talking to some of our friends that have already gone through season seven, there's some valleys, but there's also some good points. And I feel like I am just going to, we've talked about some episodes feeling like a cartoon and just like completely outlandish and like what in the world is happening. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to start viewing season seven as a cartoon. Well, and- and I think that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Everyone is at their most cartoony here. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's a caricature of themselves. Yeah, it's. I, and the thing is, it doesn't seem that there was any like major writing or production changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I, I've listened to the actors on Palm Neat's World talk about how they were pretty checked out by this point. They were mostly just collecting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that has much to do with it. Yeah, I could. But, I mean, everyone, like, Sean is like an Eeyore character. Uh-huh. Like. It's a bad Chloe, year. Everything's terrible. Nothing's going to be good ever again. Yeah. Amy and Alan get, like, a shining moment, but they're mostly cartoons. Mm-hmm. Especially like, Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's real weird. It's... Like, I was watching it, and I was like, I don't really know what to think of this. Mm-hmm. Honestly, weirdly enough, the only character that really feels like a person, in the first episode at least, is Jack. <laughs> like, Kinda. Like, there's so much there's so much good Jack in this first episode. It's, it's a bit surprising. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there was good Eric, but it was just because he was being outlandish. Well, yeah, but he was being like, I mean, they had he just, was, removed he was just humanity from Eric. Yeah, he was just a full-blown cartoon character. Yeah, and I know he's had episodes like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he just has. But then, like, the, the thing that makes Eric work is, like, this cut of humanity in there. Yeah, which um, is removed entirely. Yeah, just there was a moon. Zero of that in either of these two episodes. Um, I yeah, I feel like I've talked about it before of just like this 90s male character in TV called like a mook, which is sort of like, I mean, usually they're they're very popularized by like MTV, usually a lot grosser and more crass than we're seeing from Eric. But mm-hmm. I feel like he's like the ABC equivalent of a mook, of like yeah. this dumb, goofy guy that you can't take seriously, that's good for some laughs, but is just like utterly ridiculous and completely stupid and like that's eric does say that topanga is his brother's bootay Uh uh-huh which that's wild Uh (laughs) it's a wild thing to say eric just in general but he clearly hasn't talked to his brother to know that that's not the case anymore well that's nor was it ever true (laughs) i got nothing And, and and all Corey is is like this neurotic dreamer who makes consent and virgin jokes a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's weird feeling. Um 
maybe I was the one that was off, but this episode definitely was like it, it, it didn't feel good. I didn't I wasn't happy to be returning, which is weird because I feel like we left season six in a pretty good place. Yeah, I feel like they were like it, it ended interestingly. Mm-hmm. And um continuing that thought that line of thought, I actually think the place Corey and Topanga are in, while not like super well acted, is an interesting relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. No. Um, it's instantly crashed to the ground. Yeah. I, so there's a thing that very few people remember. Um, they actually had a phone number you could call. One, no, two phone numbers you could call. And I, it, I think it started in like second, third, or fourth episode of this season. You actually got to like call the phone number one you called one phone number if you wanted Corey and Topanga to get married, and you called another phone number if you didn't want to. Whoa, Corey I do not married. remember that. Um, yeah, it was a thing like from the beginning of this season. That's twisted. Um, that's some like death in the family yeah. <laughs> level of should Joker kill Robin or not? Yeah, I can't imagine. And this is totally speculative. Totally speculative. I feel like there is a version of this season's like meta plot where they get married in the last episode and are broken up most of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of these two episodes, I am at least interested in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Then the up next comes on and it says Angela's men. And I'm like, Oh, that's the one where Angela gets back with Sean. I feel like that should have lasted longer. And then I remember, Oh, the very next episode is the one where Corey gets back with Tabanga. Well, yeah, it moves pretty quick because it's like we here we are. When did this episode come out? Let me find out. Seven oh one. Um, why is everything weird? I don't know what's up with the internet. Um, I did do some. I did do some digging around, um, and apparently the second episode is the worst-rated episode of Boy Meets World. As of really? November 2020, which I think is very interesting. September um, of 1999. September 99. So two less than two months later, they're married. Because it was in mm-hmm. November. So it's like very quick. Like it doesn't seem like it should be that fast. Yeah, it's it, it's wild. And yeah, I don't... Maybe I'm making up this whole... Um, I, I remember it so vividly. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I I know that there was a phone number. Very interesting. What? That that existed. Wait, here. 12 things you never knew about Boy Meets. Uh, Corey was originally supposed to have more than one best friend. We know that because of the Death Seat Kid. Pang was named after Pang Canyon. We know that. Ryder Strong hated having to keep his hair that way. We knew that. Come on, give us a good one. This actually isn't true. Which one? Um, The... Uh, Sean and Eric rarely had scenes together because they made each other laugh. Debunked. Was, what? I said it was debunked. Corey and Sean are the only two characters to appear in all 158 episodes. Ah, here we go. Uh, number eight. ABC let fans decide whether Corey or Topanga should get married. Michael wanted the couple to be married by the end of the show, but ABC executives were skeptical because they thought Corey and Topanga were too young. He suggested the network post a poll online see no it was a it was a phone number i know it was 
the reason I remember it is because I had learned about Death in the Family not too far before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember thinking, like, it was, it's, it's kind of the same. <laughs> so interesting. But we all know how it turned out. I'll keep, we should get I'll started to talk it. about these episodes so that we don't have to talk about them anymore. What? We should get started talking about these episodes so we don't have to talk about them anymore. That's true. I feel like That's we're talking true. around them. And if you're going to want me to carry this episode, you need to step aside and let me carry it. Well. Because I took notes, dang it. You took notes? I found my notebook and I took notes. Yeah. Well, let, let me finish the thought I was trying to make. Anyway. No. Okay. I, I feel like there's a much... Because I don't think we're, we end this episode on a, on a bad pot, plot. Like, I think it's interesting, mm-hmm. at least. Um, like, Corey and Topanga, like, Topanga's parents breaking up kind of made Topanga lose faith in love. And, like, infidelity made Corey lose faith in love. And it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird, interesting place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see a few episodes where Corey doesn't believe in love. He doesn't pursue, he doesn't feel entitled to anything from Topanga. Yeah. Um, I just I think that would have been interesting, and I kind of feel like that was part of the plan. Um, and maybe it wasn't because it is two more episodes down the line; it's done. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that would have been interesting. We don't get that. Corey's barely no. even a side character in the next episode, and then he gets back with the paying of the episode after. So, so what are you gonna do? Bada bing, bada boom, we're done. Let's move on. Um, but this season starts. This episode starts with. Corey and Sean moving into the dorms, mm-hmm. make a funny joke where he's like, you got Feeney this year? And Sean yeah. says, yeah. Which classes? All of them. Me too. Of course. Of course they do. But mm-hmm. it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. So it's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's very much a cartoon. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Um, but Corey and Topanga, it's revealed, have been apart. And Corey's just like, you know, she's really having a hard time because her parents... But yes, Corey and Topanga have been apart for the summer. Her parents have been going through a divorce. And uh, Sean's just like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, my mom left us when I was nine, and I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, he does a little twitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like this takes much work on our part. His mom kind of... She's in and out. Yeah, it's kind of uh, implied that she'd been a flight risk before. Mm-hmm. So she left when he was nine, came back when he was uh, 11, took off again when he was 13, 13. Yeah. Whatever. It's just in and out. Uh, and Corey's just like, we can try something new. We're going to play it cool. Like we're not going to make a big deal out of it. And just, we're just going to be cool. And the panga walks in and he just stands up. Ah, I don't believe it. It's a panga. Um, and he goes to hug her, and he's being all excited, and she is just not reciprocating, which just sucks. Yeah, like it, I get it, but it's just like I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, they might as well have had a dark cloud looming over her head. Like mm-hmm. it's like, hi, Corey. Yeah, but then Angela walks in the room, and she's like, Angela. Yeah, it's like Corey. Regardless of your thoughts on love, he's been this person in your life all of this time, and he cares about you deeply. <laughs> You can't even like hug him back. <laughs> no, nothing. I don't. Yeah, she's excited to see Angela. Maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't even know that she she should blame her dad at this point. <laughs> so it's yeah. like 
it can't be like an all men are dogs kind of scenario. Uh -huh. It's like, like love is a lie. So now I hate hate Corey. men. I hate I Corey. I guess I don't know. Um, one thing about this scene, and I'm not trying to be gross, but they have finally decided, finally after three seasons, to let Angela look like a girl. <laughs> like I didn't write that down. I was like, Angela is looking good. Yeah, she's like, she's allowed to like not be dressed in like a million layers mm -hmm. and flowy. Like she, she's got her hair done and it looks good. She's allowed to actually dress and it looks good. Uh -huh. Like I was like, finally they let this they let dream look like a girl. I don't mean that in a gross way. Girls can look however they want, but mm -hmm. I felt. It's all. It, it's felt very much to me since she was introduced that they've like kind of tried to tone down how Trina looks to make sure she doesn't look better than Topanga. Uh huh. I, I don't know if that's true. Or She's what. also so much older than the rest of them. Mm hmm. So it's like making her look younger by making her look less womanly. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. And and I know she was pregnant for a big part of season five when she was introduced. So maybe like. She had to have the like really baggy, uh, like a Cosby show. <laughs> like, why is Mrs. Huxtable stuffing a gigantic teddy bear in front of her <laughs> in this episode? <laughs> because yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah, and, well, but that was the thing with Angela too. She always had to wear baggy clothes, um, and maybe that was part of the reason they they've just never gone back from that. Like, they just kept oh. that up. But yeah, so. I, I'm I'm glad they're letting Angela finally shine. Mm -hmm. And shine she does. Don't know why she's letting herself be drawn into Topanga's sort of doom and gloom mm -hmm. about everything. It just doesn't seem like her. Yeah. 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 See, I I really wish <laughs> this goes along with Sean being the main character again. But I really wish we could really zoom in on their relationship. Because I really think, as interesting as I think Corey and Topanga's is, I think theirs is even more. Because, like, they did a really good job um, last season with, like, Sean and a trauma relationship. And, like, a, I want a relationship, but I don't think I deserve one. And I still mm -hmm. love you, but it's hard to commit. And, like, all the back and forth. And I bet that really hurt Angela. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I bet she understands, her. but it hurt. And Yeah. And then we find out in this... I mean, really, the next episode, 703, about her kind of yeah relationship trauma as well mm -hmm. with her family. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really get explored in the way that it probably should and the way that it deserves. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we can sit here and bemoan the things that don't happen all day. Yeah. Well, you, you just asked, you're not really sure why. And I, I actually think it's a pretty natural consequence. We just aren't really talking about it. Yeah, there's a, you have to read into it a lot. Yeah, and I feel like one line of like, you were so up and down with me last year. Like, why would I mm -hmm. like, like you, return? You expect me just to now that you're up to be back. Yeah. So that's a good point. That's a good point. It is funny though when Topanga's like kind of going off on like I don't know I don't know if love exists and he's like don't don't listen to her. Your hair looks great. Don't listen to her. She's just saying that because your hair looks better than hers. Yes. Sean was great. 
Angela. I've always respected that you make your own opinions. But Topanga like leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like we're not gonna get we're not gonna get married. Like that's the wedding's off. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in love. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote finger quotes love. Um, and then we go to the student union. Corey and Sean have followed the the girls there. Um, or I think this is before that is when Sean is like your your brain. It needs to stop listening to your heart. Your brain and your heart are enemies. Yeah. Don't listen to your brain. Listen to your heart. Because your brain will just kill me dead. <laughs> and then, then she leaves. Then they, they follow them mm-hmm. to the union. And they're like, no, please, please. <laughs> and Sean's like, if you could just keep Topanga. And he's like, keep her what? Happy? Pleasant? Quiet? I don't know how to do any of those things. Good. <laughs> yes, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be doing those, Corey. Um, I will say, you should know how to keep her happy. Well, yeah, that one. But pleasant. Um, no, her happiness is not your responsibility. Anyway, um, I will say that we did skip one of the best Hunter Rider Strong lines in the entire show. Uh huh. We can be friends, okay, Sean? No, I can never be friends with you. I can hate you, or, or I can love you. And I hate this goodness I love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was like, at Mr. Feeney's wedding, when you put your hand out, and I put my hand on yours, and you pulled away. And then I put my hand on yours, and you pulled away. I put my hand on yours, and you pulled away. You know you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. But I hate that this said, The boys are being, like, don't get me wrong. Fight for the people you love, right? Uh-huh. But also, like, give people space. <laughs> Yeah, they clearly are going through some stuff. Yeah. And you could be mature and just be like, okay, take all the time you need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to talk, I'm happy to talk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes, but then they're like, Jack and Rachel will help because, you know, they're so in love. And like, tell them about how great love is. And they're like, eh, we broke up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like, oh, great. Yeah. Um, is this when Eric comes in? Yes, every all the according to Panga and Sean and Angela leave, but then Eric or Eric, Jack and Rachel are about to say something, which I think this is when Rachel they were talking about how weird it is to be living together. I think this is when Rachel was going to say that she was going to invite the girls to live mm-hmm. with her. Um, but then Eric comes in and he's just like, I've had an epiphany. He it says, Everybody look in my head. <laughs> There's a new, or he's like, in. Eric has reached a new plateau in his life, in my life, in all of our lives. And they're like, do you want to hear? And everyone just shouts out, no. <laughs> and then Rachel's like, go ahead, Eric, tell us what you did. I did a little something called this. And he had rips a wig off, and he's cut his hair. Mm-hmm. Looks, good. Looks good. Yeah, it's a good look. Um, he has a little bit of wig hair, I feel mm-hmm. like. Looks a bit flat, but that's what happens. That's what happens. It was a very 90s boy band haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, like those Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. BSB. They're so hot. Which at this point, according to the actors, Will Friedle and Daniel Fishel were already very good friends, and Daniel Fishel was dating Lance Bass. So, <sighs> But he's in sync. That's true. Oh, conflict. But still, same hair. They all have the same That's hair. That's true. Same hair. So they uh. probably... Use the same stylist. I don't know. Yes. But they're talking to Eric about getting his hair. And they're like, but you loved your hair. And he's just like, I was thinking about it, you know, as my 
beautiful locks were falling to the ground of just like the things that were so important to me a week ago mean nothing to me now. This is a symbol of the new Eric, the smarter Eric. <laughs> and Rachel's like, well, what are you going to do when your hair grows back? He's like, it can't grow back. I got the receipt. I got my receipt. <laughs> he said he also got a Brazil a, a bikini wax. Or yeah. Brazilian, Brazilian he wanted wax. to show them. So thoughtful of him. So thoughtful. <laughs> and then Corey and Topanga are talking out on the patio. And who should walk by but Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. He's just like, how are you all? And he's like, well, I'm not going to butt in. And Corey's very upset that <laughs> Mr. Feeney's not going to butt in. All you've done ever is butt in. And now I'm asking you. a button, baby. <laughs> I do, why don't you butt? Yeah. Feeney um, doles out the words of wisdom he's getting paid to at this point. Uh-huh. Topanga's even like, I don't believe in love and does the finger quotes. And Corey's just like, how about I bite those fingers off right now? <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Needs to calm down. Calm your calm your role. You're not helping your case here. No. You're actually giving her more reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she's even talking just like, you know, half of marriages end in divorce, especially when we're young. Uh, or like when the people are young, like it's even worse. Um I feel like Corey's whole argument is just like, but that's not us. Yeah, which is dumb on the front side and maybe kind of smart on the back side, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the statistics are there, and they're there for a reason, and they're definitely something to be considered. But statistics mean nothing to individuals. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Dr. Cox and Scrubs who says, like, everyone, uh, every doctor knows uh, triathletes who drop dead at 30 and smokers who live to be 100. Yeah. <laughs> like statistics are statistics. Yeah, statistics are statistics, not people. But there is something to consider about marriage there that is a larger pattern at play. Mm-hmm. So, yes and. Yes, but. Yes, but. Not yes and. Yes, but. <laughs> um, but Feeney basically tells Topanga like she needs to think about, you know, the things that are important in her life, whatever. So she goes off Corey goes off after thinking Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Eric comes out. He's like, Feeney! Yeah, he goes, and Mr. Feeney goes, Eric! <laughs> and I, Eric is apparently so taken aback by this. Uh-huh. That he's just but, like, he must not know who I am. He's, <laughs> he's happy like, to yeah. see me. <laughs> Mr. Feeney's happy to see me. He must not know that it's me. Yeah. He's like, I know, I know it's me. I got a haircut. And then he, yeah, his head is cold. Mm-hmm. Which I've been there. You remember when I had my long hair? Mm-hmm. And then cut it all off. My head was very cold. Oh well, every time I cut my beard off, I'm like, "Ooh, forgot how cold my face is gonna be for a little while." Yeah, that's why I don't. Yeah, I mean, this is a. I, I just did this yesterday, so this is wow. Short as I go anymore. Mm-hmm. This is when it's revealed that Eric has been sleeping in Feeney's car, mm-hmm. but he's moving one... back in with Jack and Rachel. So yeah, so nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What do you mean you were sleeping in my car?" He's like, you know, when you and the dean went to sleep, I would just cuddle up in the back seat. Unless I had company over. (laughs) He's like, you had company in my car? There's taste spaghetti night. (laughs) Then he walks off. And Feeney's like, I like spaghetti too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just ridiculous. Who doesn't like spaghetti? Who doesn't? Um, Then we have this other strange plot. Yeah. Of Morgan going on a date. 
Morgan's going on a date, and Alan. Which came. I feel like a couple episodes ago, I said this is a, the moment I think about often. Not the fact that Morgan is wearing a tankini, but the fact that Alan calls it a tank array. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that I think about. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Alan's freaking out. He's like, How old is this boy? He's in the eighth grade. He's like, What's wrong what? with the boys in the fifth grade? <laughs> I'm in the seventh grade. <laughs> Don't lie to daddy. <laughs> um, yes, but she, he's like, you can go get changed for your date. And she's like, I'm I'm ready. Amy's like, he's ready or she's ready. And she's wearing like shorts and a t-shirt. Um, and Alan's like, no, you're not. The early says, the hell she is. Yeah. Um, he's like, those are hot pants. He's like, those are the shorts she wears all the time. It's like, but yeah. on a date, they're hot pants. On a date, they're hot pants. Um a lot of rape culture and internalized misogyny in these jokes mm-hmm. that will not age well into even 10 years into the future. No, 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 no. As reportings of sexual assaults and the culture of she was asking for it because she was wearing that mm-hmm. gets. I. It is never the woman's fault. Just no. I don't want you to think I'm endorsing that culture. As a society, we shouldn't teach girls to not be raped we should teach boys to not rape. Yes. <laughs> that is very much what we believe. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> these jokes have not aged well. No, um, they really haven't. And, like, I am fairly certain, if memory suits, this was the entire plot of George Lopez, right? I believe so. Like, the entire thing of George Lopez is, like, my wife is hot and mad at me, and I don't want boys to see my daughter. Uh-huh. What else is there in this life? Yeah. We we got a lot of mileage out of this joke. <laughs> did we though? Well they they did. I don't know if well, it was good mileage. It was good mileage, but it was mileage, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that Tim the Toolman Taylor had three sons. Yes. Oh yes. Oh thank goodness that we didn't have to hear. I mean, he had a whole other show where he had daughters, so yeah, but weren't they like adults already? They were they were grown. Basically, that show was his entire takedown of liberals because one of the boyfriends slash husbands of one of his daughters was a Democrat. Shudder. He lives in Colorado and he knows a Democrat. Can you believe that? A Democrat in Colorado? The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Can you believe this guy? He thinks we should actually care about people. You That's ever even heard of something that. so ridiculous as that? They think more guns don't make us more safe. I'm saying. Who's got time for them? Um, But Morgan goes off to change. All that to say. And Amy calls Alan a pig, which is accurate. It is. A phrase she comes back to a lot. Um, Yeah. This is why I was saying Amy is a cartoon character, too. She, like, doesn't take the chance to, like, set Alan straight or, like, discuss this with him. Like, I feel like she's done previous seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just like, I'm going to call you a name to let you do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm not going to stop this or try to correct you in any way. I'm not going to talk to you about how my, how our daughter is a human. And mm-hmm. like, you treating a human this way is damaging to her psyche. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back. We're back in um, the dorm. Mm-hmm. With Corey and Sean. And Corey's like, I fixed it. Mr. Feeney talks to Topanga. She's going to think about it, realize how much she loves me. She's going to tell Angela. Angela's going to realize how much she loves you. And then everything will be all back together. Um, and then what should happen, but exactly not that. Yeah. Um, it's The funny part is 
Topanga says, maybe we should talk about this away from Corey and or Angela and Sean. And Corey's like, no, whatever they, we, we say they can hear. Then it doesn't go that way. She dumps him. And then Corey's like, not in front of them. <laughs> it was less funny and more sad when he's like, um, it was before they got there. And he's like, you know, love is like God because you don't, you can't see it. You can't touch it, but you can feel its wrath. And Sean's like, and it's goodness. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't know. I had a thought at that uh-huh. joke that reoccurred in the next episode when they're talking about the basement. Uh-huh. This series, while losing a great episode, is better off without the uh, band prom episode. That that episode just needs to stay gone. Why? Because because it doesn't fit with the rest of the way that they talk about anything. Yeah, like it. It's so near the end of season five. Uh-huh. And it's such a nuanced, interesting way to talk about, like, sex for young people mm-hmm. um, that really, like, it, it's it's kind of open, it's kind of mysterious, it's kind of interesting. And then now we have had an entire season since then of, I never get any. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, you made, like you made a responsible adult decision, <laughs> and then you just complain about it for the next two years. Yeah, and... Like, I don't like this word because of the way it's been used, but they're definitely, like, painting Topanga as, like, a prude. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the way she's been dressing lately is, like, it's all, like, sweater, over-the-top sweaters and, like, skirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's suddenly, like, I don't know. She's, like, a youth group kid? I don't know. She just has no agency. Mm-hmm. Well, her one agency is to deny court. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit. And I just like I and every almost every time it comes up, I'm like, man, it was so much more interesting when they were like waiting for the right moment mm-hmm. when it happened naturally. Yes. But at this point, Coin Topanga break up. Yeah. Topanga's just like, we can't we can't do this anymore. And Angela says the same to Sean. And then they're moping about it and they're like, we just need to give them a moment and they'll realize. Like we give them some space and they'll realize what they've lost. And, and Sean's just like, they're probably moving out of the dorms right now. Huh? Yeah. That's actually a joke I've never gotten before uh, until I watched it this time was uh, Corey was saying like, they'll see us every day. Like they live right there. They'll see us every day. Eventually they'll realize what they lost uh, when they see us. So they're probably moving out right now. Then, huh? <laughs> He's like, yep. No in my luck. <laughs> I've um, never gotten that joke before that he was saying like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's funny. funny. It's a it's a nice it's a nice old joke. And then Eric is moving in with Jack. Like Jack's got his stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're moving into the apartment. <laughs> Eric whips out a key. He's like, "I thought you turned in your keys." He's like, "Yeah, I saved a copy in case I needed to, you know, get my revenge." Yes, yeah, revenge. <laughs> he gives a little look at Jack. Um, he had his master plan. His master plan worked. Yeah, um, he, he didn't did this he far ahead. Yeah, this was an unplanned. Road bump, mm-hmm. speed bump, road road bump, speed bump, bump in the sure. road. Either one. Um, but they go in and they're like, oh, what are these books? And he's like, I know where the cage bird sings, the autobiography of Malcolm 10. Rachel must be taking arithmetic. I was very impressed that Eric knew that X was 10. That's true. Well, he may. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then, to, of course, the autobiography of Malcolm X has to be Angelus. Uh-huh. It has to be. 
Topanga and Rachel can't read that. Yeah. And I know where the caged bird sings. And then Rachel says something very wild for someone who has lived here for one year mm-hmm. and probably isn't even on the lease. Yeah. She's like, um, oh, I just assumed when you said it would be uncomfortable if we lived together that you were moving out. Yeah, obviously. What the heck, Rachel? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but so Part they of me joke- honestly wouldn't be surprised if Jack's dad didn't buy the apartment outright. Yeah, no joke. Although we don't have a ton about like we know Jack's dad is well off. Mm-hmm. But the the rich dad stuff hasn't happened yet. No, that's true. Um, yeah, we just we just know that Jack is a hard worker who seems to be somewhat upper middle class. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so then the girls guilt Jack into giving up the apartment, and Eric's like, yeah. "No, no!" And yeah, then, it's like Topanga and Angela for a second. I was like, "They're like clearly there's a misunderstanding. We're going to leave." Mm-hmm. But then that's clearly just a card that they're playing to tip things. Yeah, it, they're definitely played off very manipulative here. Because mm-hmm. then Rachel goes, oh, and Eric, it's such a cute tushy, too. And he's like, really? You think? And then he... You really think so? And then he's like looking at his tail until... In the hall. Yeah. Because, of course. So, yeah, just like, what the heck? What is this? I have no idea. You can't do that. Rachel. Rachel! You can't do that. I mean, what is this just based on, like, a... <laughs> I don't... No, I don't Why understand. Is this a plot point? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um... And well, we'll come back to this in the next episode. But at this point, Eric and Jack are homeless. Yeah. They've been kicked out of the apartment. That's Jack's apartment in particular. Um, and Eric's lived there just about as long. But, you know, whatever. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> um, but then we have Morgan's date. Mm-hmm. She comes down in her tankini. She's far more covered up than she was. Just showing some stomach. Oh yeah, yeah. She, it's like midriff bearing and I guess somewhat jeans and a cardigan. I don't. It, it's, yeah, it's nothing. Um, kids wear that to my school where I work all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> the high school. <laughs> we we definitely live in a school district without a dress code. Yes, we do. Um, but you know, Alan is freaking out about it. He's like, "It's a bra," and Corey is there, and he's like, "Isn't that a bra?" And Corey's just like, "Sadly, I wouldn't know." <sighs> Corey. Hey, yeah. I've said my piece on this. Uh-huh. Um, but then she's like, no, it's a tankini. He's like, I don't want you wearing anything that ends in eeny. Yeah. And then Dominic comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, a bra. And it's Alan a says, it's a tank array. Um, and then I don't remember. Amy's basically just like, it's, like, it's her first date. And she's like, I didn't want him to know that. He's like, oh, it's your first date? It's my first date, too. Yeah. And they and go then- off. They walk off holding hands. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And then they, and then Amy and Alan are fighting, and then their fighting turns into kissing. And then Corey's like, "Oh, that's all that needs to happen." Okay, I'm, I'm off. Uh huh. You and me, Sean, we're gonna make this happen. He's like, "Do you know the the difference between my parents and Topanga's parents?" And Sean says, "Your parents birthed an idiot." It's. I mean, it's true, right? It's very true. Eric, right? No, Corey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two idiots. Two idiots. Um, Poor Josh. Things aren't looking good for him. Yeah, and Sean very pointly points out, like, this isn't one of our schemes. Like, mm-hmm. 
And Cora's like, are you seriously going to tell me you think there's something the two of us can't do together? I think we found something that the two of them can't do together. What? This. Yeah. Well, yeah. As we're about to find out. Um, and then we have a nice little ending scene where Feeney gets in his car and Jack and Eric are in there eating spaghetti. Oh, yeah. That is the end of this episode. You're right. Mm-hmm. We get the two be continued and then we have that scene where he's mm-hmm. like, see, I told you you could eat a three-week-old meatball <laughs> after he feeds it to Feeney. Yeah. Um, Disgusted. The next episode, <sighs> these are weird episodes. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know what to do with them, right? Because, like, the next episode continues the plot, but is, like, entirely different. Yes. And it, I guess it continues both plots, but it drops the Corey's family stuff entirely. Yeah, that's all done. And we have, like, this Corey trying to fix everything plot paired with a weird WWE wrestling match plot. Yeah, a cameo. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think... Well, let's just jump into it. Yeah, I think we can move pretty quickly through this one. Yeah, and I think we just we'll we'll, we'll cover Pittsburgh, then we'll cover the apartment, Mankind. and then we'll cover the end. Okay. Um, Corey again is just being insufferable. Like Topanga comes in, they're saying they're getting the last of their things, which doesn't really make sense because we later see their room and it's very much full of their things. Wait, is that their room? I assumed it was. They never say that. And it, I it's guess got, that's true. And it, it's got Boy Meets, or not Boy Meets, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there are some bras hanging on the door. Yeah, it's definitely supposed to be like a teen girl's room, but nothing that we know about like Topanga or Angela. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look quite the same, but I've always imagined that it's their room. But I don't know. Um, Maybe. Who can say? But Corey's just like, I want you to turn that frown upside down. Yeah, he's like, being good going. He's like, I'm going to fix you, and then I'm going to fix you, and then I'm going to fix you, and then I'm going to take a bath. Yeah. It's like, okay, Corey. And then she's just like, you're an insensitive jerk. And Topanga walks off, and he's like, and she's going to be Mr. Insensi- or Mrs. Insensitive Jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't really blame Corey for being an insensitive jerk, being as she's like... <laughs> Like, taking out her weird anger on him. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done anything. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, deserve to be treated this way. Yeah, she's she's treating him like she's angry at him when he hasn't done anything, and she could at least show some compassion mm-hmm. for, like, I'm ending this marriage that you've been counting on for, like, your whole life, I guess. Yeah. That's not an excuse for him to be a turd. No, but- it's not an excuse for him to be a turd, but, like... Him, her calling him insensitive is also kind of the pot calling the kettle black. Uh-huh. It's like, we're all just being pretty insensitive right now to Topanga. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean's like, hate you or love you. He, he says it again, and he says, if you walk out that door, you're gone. You're forgotten. I won't even remember your name. She walks out, and Cor- Sean's like, I'll do anything to get her back. <laughs> so they go off, and they're at the door to Topanga's dad's apartment and he's just like do you want to get to pangela back or not he's just like i'm just shortening it for convenience <laughs> you have to shorten it to save time um, um yes, so now we meet topanga's third dad <laughs> her third and least dad uh-huh. actually he's in another episode no no mm-hmm. least is in like quality oh least quality yes yeah um like it's a bummer for me like, and you know, this happens sometimes. 
like you, people change, mm-hmm. but the guitar making owner of the Unicorn Rainbow Bookstore like became kind of a a weird elf loving jerk. Uh huh. But that's not as depressing. But like now, stale beer and ESPN, and he can't take care of himself is like his whole thing. Yeah. She's just a sad sack, man. Yeah, it's like now he's like a man's man named Jedediah, who named uh-huh. his daughter Topanga and his other daughter Nebula, who may or may not be his daughter. We we're not really sure. Like he's just like this character has entirely devolved. Mm-hmm. He's a cartoon. Yeah, he. I mean, he is a total cartoon. If, if if they had shown that he still like had an artistic soul and was still making guitars or something. Uh-huh. It might have been a little more interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's really not. No, it's not. It's like he's a jerk, sports-loving businessman who wants to bang another woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so third dad. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Sean's just like, he doesn't like me. He threw a rock yeah. at my head once. And then he's in there. He's like, why don't you like me? And he's like, well, that time I caught you down in the basement with Topanga making out. And then Corey's like, see, what? (laughs) You did what? And he's like, I'm just joking. That didn't happen. It was always you in the basement, Corey. It was always me in the basement. I had a lot of happy years in that basement. I had nothing. (laughs) He had nothing at all. Um, Yeah, Corey's just kind of being awful here. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Um, You know, I, I don't like Corey as a person. And no. I know I'm being like weirdly negative and positive, but that's kind of how I feel about these episodes. Yeah. Because I like what's happening. It is very interesting from a story point of just like delving into this relationship mm-hmm. and like realizing yeah, and- that you can't save it and just kind of realizing like, oh, maybe I don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. The like the destruction of innocence that Corey kind of goes through through this whole thing. That's mm-hmm. like kind of foreshadowed by Sean constantly questioning, like, like, shouldn't we figure out why shouldn't we do some more research? And Corey, like barreling ahead with the glory of, with the glory of love, which like, cause, cause that's what Corey has experienced. And Sean would question that. Cause that's what Sean's experienced. Mm-hmm. And then like, it ends with like really a destruction of Corey's innocence. that I think is really interesting. But it um, won't go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere, and I won't hold that against this episode too much. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't happen in this episode. Yeah, but it's like, it's a lot of stuff I'm interested in, but I just hate Corey and Jedediah uh-huh. so much. that I They just did not, they did not put the right parts to make yeah. it happen. So, yeah, it's, it's a weirdly positive and negative experience for me where, like, like, if this would have been the whole episode, just, like, going back and forth between Jedediah and Rhiannon. Mm-hmm. Trying to make it happen. Yeah, trying to, like, put things together. Like... Yeah, and if Jedediah didn't suck so much. Yeah, yeah, they they added some complexity to Jedediah. Or, not even that, they just kept his normal complexity. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> evolution of Jedediah, of Jedediah Lawrence. Yes, um, and I know we we can't like him here because it's the '90s. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if he would have had an autistic soul and explained how like the other woman's soul spoke to his, and it's not an excuse, but it, it happened, and it's the way it felt or something. But no, uh-huh. 
That's not what we get. It's nothing. We get nothing. We get um, but Corey goes and talks with Rhiannon, trying to get her to like meet Jedediah because he just knows. He just knows if they talk, talking leads to kissing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's what he knows. Like get him in a booth at Chubby's. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, will you see your husband, please? No. Will you see your husband, please? And then he's like, he, he wants to see you. Yeah. Which is never a good call. I could not figure out what I knew this actress from. Marsha Cross? Mm-hmm. Did you figure it out? I didn't. Well, let's look it up. She, I think her most famous credit is Melrose Place. Well, that doesn't help me at all. No, it doesn't me either. I've never seen Melrose Place. But, like, she's just so familiar to me. Desperate Housewives was another one. Again, nothing I ever watched. Yeah, I never watched Desperate Housewives. There's got to be something. I just What's couldn't Everwood? Did you ever watch Everwood? What's Everwood? I did watch Everwood. Quite a bit of it, actually. Well, I've seen well, all of Everwood. Huh? She's in that. I guess she's a character in Everwood. Okay, that might be what, it. What is Everwood? Everwood is the story of, like, a... a like big city, like really rich doctor, um, and his family. And when his wife dies, he moves back to his hometown in the mountains of Colorado and open but it's like Hicksville kind of like a small uh-huh. town. Um, and he opens a free family clinic there because like he, he believed like his wife would have wanted him to do good. Mm-hmm. And like his his kids are really mad at him because they're like from the big city and there's nothing to do in Hicksville and it's a good show. Wow, I didn't realize she's in she's in three episodes. What this Rhiannon? Uh huh. This one episode yeah. four and episode seven. Is episode seven the wedding? Uh huh. She must which just be insane. Seen. Huh? Yeah, which is just insane. But yeah, that's probably that's probably where you know her from then. Yeah, it must be Everwood. Um, oh, I think well, I know she, you're a big Desperate Housewives fan, though. So I think she may be. I could be wrong about this because it has been a while since I've seen Everwood. But I did when it was on ABC Family. I watched it through like at least twice, if not three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she may be a a big love interest for the Doctor. Her character name was Doctor Something or Other, so that makes sense. Another Doctor. It's been a while. It was a good show. I liked everyone. Good to know. That's Marsha Cross for you. Um, but she's just like, Corey, you don't understand. Like, sometimes love just dies. Yeah, he won't accept that. He just, yeah, he's like, that's impossible. It's like, he wants to see you. Um, so Corey makes it happen and they get together. And Jed, it's revealed that Corey lied about them wanting to see each other because he mm-hmm. didn't. Um, but Jed doesn't mind. He's like, we should be able to talk. We were together for years. We raised a daughter together. Yeah. He's just like, I hope you can forgive me. And then Sean's like, forgive for what? Yeah. Yeah. And that really we're missing something here. They're well, they they have a really good talk and like they're airing out their stuff and they're like, What do you want me to say about you? And um they talk about how they'll always have some kind of care for each other and mm-hmm. um and then you think like it gets to the moment where Corey's like, oh, this is it. This is beautiful. It's happening. Yeah. And um, then he says, like, and I hope someday you can forgive me. And Corey's like, Forgive- forgiveness. That's good, right? Forgiveness. And she's like, 
someday maybe I will, and I hope you and Marie can find happiness together. And that's like, but it was like she said that. I hope you can find happiness. And Marie is like the coldest thing that's ever been said. Yeah, on Boy Meets World, which <laughs> is like, oh, she really doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and then it just like shoots the court. Like, what? Hold on, now what have I done? <laughs> yeah, he's just like maybe love does just die. Yeah, and he's like, who? Who's Marie? And she's like, that's the woman he loves now. Mm-hmm. Which was hinted at at the end of season six. Is it? Jed, like, it is, I mean, we kind of, you can kind of see it foreshadowed where Jed goes on a big walk. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, How was your walk, Jed? Yeah. Like, he's probably out calling somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with this. I need to go talk to my person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's directly hinted at, but yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's... There's some subtlety. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to me that they like knew enough to set that up in season six, but not enough to secure the actors. Uh-huh. For real. What were they doing? I tried to look it up and couldn't find anything. <laughs> okay. Whatever, man. Because they happened. are both different. Yeah. And like we've only seen Topanga's mom once. Yeah. That may be something... That I write into uh, Pod Meets World about. I may ask, like, can we figure out why between the last episode of season six and season seven, Topanga's parents change? Because, like, I get it from season two to season six. Because mm-hmm. Peter Tork was kind of a, he was there for a reason. Yeah. Moving towards something. And then, you know, he's doing his own monkey thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I don't know. That's just such a strange turnaround. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, but this isn't all that happens in this episode. No. No. But before we get to that, I must say something. No. Sleep till Bobka. No. No. Please sleep till Bobka. It's the Yeasty Boys it favorite is. podcast within a podcast talking about all things bread. Yes, Cameron is about to make me very angry with him. Very angry. So today, the day we are recording, it is Easter Sunday. It is. And I went to my parents for dinner, and they had purchased a focaccia loaf Mm. from a local bakery in sort of midtown uh, OKC. That sounds delightful. Um, I was very surprised by because they're not. I don't think of them typically as like bakery goers, Um, but I, I, I've had to have had focaccia at some point in my life. I don't think I ever have. Like I, I don't know. I feel like some stuff at Panera is made on a focaccia, but it's also like Panera focaccia. So yeah, and focaccia is really like a sandwich bread. I mean, I could see it being one because I mean, you could easily. It's got a good. It's a solid enough, but like light enough where it's like there. But because I, I feel like focaccia needs to be the star of the show, and a sandwich. You know, the stuff in the sandwich is the star of the show. Yeah. Um, but it was so good. Like my parents are big on like, you know, oil and balsamic and stuff like that. And I just didn't do any of that stuff and just ate it on natural. Mm. And it was like so flavorful and like crisp on the outside, but really light. Just had this really excellent crumb running throughout <sighs> with the air bubbles and all of that. And it was just, it was amazing. I, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. And apparently it's fairly easy to make. You just need like time to prove it for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Someday. Someday. 
Man, it was so good. I, I just needed to tell somebody. I just needed to tell and shout it from a mountaintop, i.e. this podcast, my own personal mountaintop. Yeah. I, I have planned out. Well, the first time I make focaccia, I know exactly how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. I'm going to. I'm going to put roasted garlic on it. Nice. I'm going to roast some garlic and put it in there. I'm going to get some rosemary and put it on it. Mm-hmm. This had some sort of herbs on top. I don't know what it was. Uh, probably a little thyme. And then I'm going to I'm gonna put that in it. I'm going to bake it. I have a plan. I just uh-huh. need 12 hours to make focaccia. If only we could all have 12 hours to make focaccia. One of these days. One of these days. But I, you know, I just wanted to share that with everyone focaccia bread if you can find a local bakery that has some go get some or if you have 12 hours you can make some yeah it'll change your life if only if only but that's all for the yeasty boys because we got to finish this episode mm-hmm. so until next time no sleep sleep till bobka no sleep till bobka do you think that's the terrible singing they were talking about on their mean review that they wrote about us? Maybe. Screw them. I ha- that that mean review is not taking up any of my mental space. I just I laughed at it. I, I only it. laugh at it. I'm not I'm not stewing about it. I'm not being a Corey and dwelling on it forever. <laughs> we need to track down who this is. And we need to- We're coming for you. We <laughs> need to seven of our show takes a turn where I develop this bitter one way rivalry. <laughs> this person. <laughs> <laughs> and you just need to change his mind. You just need to. Yeah, if he could, if he could meet me, yeah. if he only knew, I'll sing him a song. Yeah, I'll change his heart with my music. Um, uh, but here we are on the other half of this episode, which, as I said before, I don't know if it's the best thing that Boy Meets World has ever done or the worst thing that Boy Meets World has ever done. Yeah, I mean, we've already established that the apartment stuff isn't good. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they go about resolving it is just so outlandish mm-hmm. that I don't know if I can really fault it. Yeah, I I don't know. And we 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 so we're in a dorm room and they're picking out wallpaper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Eric and Eric and Jack are, and they need a manly one. So teddy bears, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. They just said no. They don't want to live in this place. <laughs> There's a big poster of the Backstreet Boys, and like first thing we need to do is take that poster down of the Backstreet Boys, and it's massive. Uh-huh. It, it is, is cartoonishly massive, and he's just like the cute one is looking at me. Yeah, and I don't like Eric said this is the girls' dorm room. Uh huh. If it is, I didn't. It's unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah. And why are the girls' bras still hanging up? Yeah. Jack refers to them as the BSB. He's like, the BSB rocks. Oh, yeah. They do. They're better than NSYNC. Um, yeah. It's like, the cute one's looking at me, and they're like, Howie? Like, no. I was like, Eric was the cute one. Nick. He's <laughs> like, no, Howie's the one in the hat. Um, yeah, and then, so they decide they're going to go get their apartment. So they go. They go talk to Mr. Feeney. Oh, yeah. They talked to Feeney first. I forgot. Because they got bullies. And they're like, we got bullies. What do we do about bullies? He's like, especially these bullies are girls. Gorillas. <laughs> gorillas. You know, big banana eating gorillas. He's like, a bully by definition will back down even if they are cute little college co-eds. Uh-huh. And they made a mockery of your name. And Jack's like, my name is Mockery now. Yes. <laughs> and Feeney says that how did he know? And he's like, You're the laughing stock of the college. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and everybody's laughing at them. And Eric just thinks it's funny. Yeah, but They're Eric's laughing, just really both of them. He's like, "Yeah, look at him. Look at his shirt." Yeah, he falls out of his chair from laughter. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, why not? So um, they go to confront their bullies, and they're like, "You bullies is all you are," and I never back down from bullies. Mm-hmm. And Topanga gets in their face. She's mm-hmm. like, "Do you know how much anger I have right now? Anger that I need to like release." And she's like, "Steel cage match, tag team. Whoever lives gets the apartment." Yeah, and then she wataws a can onto her head. Uh, and then, for some reason, Eric has his hand in his pants during this scene. I did. I didn't notice that. It's really weird. But then he tries to wata a can on his head and knocks himself out. And I knew it was coming. Like Jack's, like it has to be an empty can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it was still very funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they. They have a fight, but they don't have a referee. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, how are we supposed to do this without a referee? What should happen? But the door gets kicked open, and there's Mankind, yeah. who's a wrestler. That's about, I only know him from this. We've already established we don't know a lot of pro wrestling. I'm we're, sure we have some fans of our show. We're sorry. We're all about him. Majin Silva, we're sorry. Hi-Fi Mike. Hi-Fi Mike. And Trevor. Trenton? Trenton. Who's Trevor. I don't know. Sorry, Trenton. <laughs> Your yeah, name is sorry, Trevor. Guys. Um, we don't, I don't know anything about mankind. Um, he seems like a decent fellow. Yeah. This is funny enough. I mean. <laughs> it's just like, so ridiculous. No no hitting the girls above the waist. What? <laughs> he's like, now everything's fair except for, and then he beats and Eric. He knees Eric in the stomach and slams him down onto the couch, picks him oh. up by his neck. Um. Yeah. So the fight begins, and the boys quickly realize, "Oh, we can't, we can't fight the girls. We can't make do any moves." Yes. So they, the girls, beat the boys up, and they're like, "It's not fair." And he's like, "No, it is fair. The only things that aren't fair are this, this, and then he he throws Eric into the railing, and breaks, (laughs) breaks." Do you really want to be living in this apartment? With these it, flimsy rails, and no one would die. No one even comments that this is strange. Uh huh. Well, I guess they kind of. He's like, "Where am I?" Yeah, it's just the kayfabe of the whole thing. The what? That's the it's a it's the term for wrestling where you know it's fake, but you acknowledge it. It's you know it's the suspension of disbelief essentially uh, that you know wrestling is fake, but it's not fake. Okay, it's kayfabe. Um. Yeah, that's, they have a resume. It's funny. Like it's I so laugh at it. I, I think the reason that it's so weird is because I'm like, I'm not sure that I need this. Uh huh. Like it does nothing for me. This does nothing. It's funny. I'm enjoying myself. I don't. I don't know. I, it's like I guess that they can have a wrestling match over the apartment. Uh, yeah. Yes. The boys end up losing. The boy. The, yeah. The boys get. They're absolutely devastated. Yeah, I. It is funny. I think it's Angela who like starts slamming Jack's head into the counter. Yeah, I was like, okay. I and then Jack, I think, is on the floor, and or maybe it's Eric. She gets on top of him and is like slamming his head into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Like I enjoy it, but there's just a part of me that's like, are we having a wrestling match with a random? 
wrestling cameo for an apartment where the girls are just beating these boys to a pulp. Like, and, and our, our battle is like over homelessness. Like, these boys like have nowhere to go. Uh huh. Like, this is this is the thing we're doing right now. Like, we've just come so far from like. I don't know who I am. I'm going to run for school president. Mm-hmm. Is this just fascism? We're going to beat up the homeless? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's think just... about it in that light. It, it's not a good look on these girls to just beat up on these homeless guys. No, no, it's not. And how especially a rich man. I would assume he's rich because he was a star. But mankind beating up on him. Uh-huh. And he, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, where? how did we get here? Like, how did we... What? Yeah, where did it come from? Like, the wrestling episode with Corey, like, in Griff is a little wild. Uh-huh. But again, it's yeah. like, that feels like a cartoon, and this feels like a cartoon, but it's two totally different cartoons. <laughs> yeah, and it was... I mean, Griff that one was... fit. It fit in season two. <laughs> like, for some reason, it made sense for Robert Goulet to just suddenly be there. I mean, since enough, at least. I mean, since enough, because Griff was this well-connected guy that made it happen. And in this case, Mankind just knocks the door down, and all he says for him being there is, where am I? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's funny. Like, maybe it was a thing where, like, it had just been so long since old episodes, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious if we track it, how many... Former plot lines get brought back up as new plot lines in this season. Really? Okay. Because I know we at least have the cross-dressing one. Yeah. It's like, are we going to have more? Are we going to see a lot of rehashing of these same things? Because even like in the previous episode, where it was like Corey or to, uh, Corey's parents were fighting, and then suddenly they make up. Like we've had that before. Yeah. It's where it's like, oh, that oh. This is what love is, is you can fight, but then you're fine. We've actually done it twice before. Cyrano in episode in season two and um, the like the they the wouldn't break up after getting back together uh-huh. in season five. Yeah. So it's like, are we just going to be rehashing a lot of those same things? I don't know. It'll be interesting to track. It'll be interesting to track. Uh, interesting is a strong word. <laughs> yeah. It'll be something to track. And I, and I want to be clear. I don't hate this. I just don't know what... I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like... Like, this is probably going to be the hardest rating mm-hmm. I've ever given. Because I just don't... I don't know. Yeah. Like, and this is another instance of, like, the can I help to cheer you where we have these two completely disparate storylines. Yeah. Where it's like, do they benefit from being together? Yeah. The real answer is no. No. I, I don't no. think it's as it's as stark as it is in that episode, but uh, I don't know. It felt a little stark. <laughs> yeah. Just because we, we just talked about one and then we talked about the other. But like some of these cuts, um, it's like they're fighting, getting their butts kicked, and it's just a ridiculous thing. And then it cuts to the scene with Corey and Topanga, or Topanga's parents. Yeah. And it's like, I hope you find happiness with Marie. And it's like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. He just had mankind throwing Eric across the room. And now here, here we are having this like deeply personal moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. It is pretty stark. I think the impact may be lessened by like 
this is a brand new Topanga's parents. Corey's mm-hmm. not the most likable. Yeah. Like Eric and Eric and Tommy are super likable. That is true. It's like we have um, something that's really good and something that's really mid at yeah. best. And here we have two kind of things that are like, eh. yeah, two kind of things that are like sort of working, but also not fully working. So yeah, we can't really say one's making the other worse because they can't really stand on their own too great anyway. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. It, I feel like I'm coming off more negative than I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it's man. Yeah. It's yeah. Say no um, more. But yeah, so we get the resolution to this um, where they are back in the girl's room, the random girl's well, room. Before that, that's the that's like the end tag we have in the class. Well, yes, but I was just going to resolve. Oh, resolve this. Yes, or they're in the girl's room picking out wallpaper again. Yeah, Eric and Jack are in the are picking out wallpaper with mankind. Uh-huh. And he's like, what do you think, mankind? He's like, I think you need to make the cute one stop looking stop at me. Yeah, he don't like to be stared at. And Eric's just like looking down. He's like, I'm not looking. And Jack's like, I can't look away. I just can't stop. He's a man in a leather mask. So, yeah, he takes down Eric. <laughs> or takes yeah. on Jack and Eric's like, you can't do that to my friend. Like you're a bully and I'm going to stand up to bullies and you'll back down because that's what bullies do. And he's just like, would you like to fly, go through the door or fly through the air? He's like air, please. Then he <laughs> lifts him up, lifts him up and freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air, please. On the other side, the resolution of that story is, Sean's hyping Corey up. He's like, all right, what are we going to do? I'm following your lead. What's the play? Um, He's just like, we just hung around. Tomingo's like, what did you guys do this weekend? Oh, we were just around town. Stayed local. We went to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What what do you go to Pittsburgh for? Looking for some steel. Needed some girders. (laughs) We went to see your parents. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Topanga's like upset about this. And then Sean's just like, no. Like, seriously, stop. Like he did, he tried to get your parents back for you, and he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, I guess I was, but I failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his parent, her parents had specifically asked him not to say that his father was seeing someone else, and that's the reason that they got divorced. And so Corey, in a surprising turn, doesn't say. Yeah, yeah, he does. He respects their wishes, mm-hmm. um, and doesn't want to hurt Topanga anymore. Yeah. He's like, sometimes, you know, love dies. Yeah. And then he's like, and Sean's like, I never thought you'd say that. And he's like, I never believed it before. Mm-hmm. And then Topanga like turns away. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like she's maybe like, oh, like, did you do something? Maybe you really do care about me. And then she's just like, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's probably a lot of complicated emotions there, right? Like, yeah, I mean, understandably so. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have meddled in my parents, but that's really sweet that you tried to do something. And uh-huh. But also, what the heck, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She does ask, She does have this moment of understanding of, like, I wonder what could have happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like, talking, like, as honestly as she probably should have been all along. Yeah. Um, but now Corey shuts down the honest communication. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't just die. Yeah. Somebody's got to kill it. Yeah. Topanga needs therapy. Corey mm-hmm. needs therapy. Sean needs therapy. Sean needs therapy. Angela, Angela probably needs therapy. Rachel could probably use some. Mm-hmm. 
Rachel needs prison. She stole an apartment, actually. <laughs> she stole a whole... And technically, I guess Jack gave it to her. Yeah, Jack probably needs therapy, too. Yeah. Mankind. Definitely. Alan, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rhiannon and Jedediah, therapy. Morgan probably will need some therapy. I like to think Riri's in therapy. Yeah. Did we say Eric? Yeah. Eric needs it. Everyone just needs a lot of therapy. But that's it. That's the episode. That's the episodes. Those are both of the episodes. Um, Man. So are we rating them as one or are we rating them individually? I think we need to rate them individually. Yeah. That's probably best for the tournament. Yes. Um, Adding it to my document where I added my chat GPT episode. I honestly don't know if I like this more than that. <laughs> I mean, Sean doesn't have a daughter that's his age, so. Yeah, I guess that naturally edges you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't um, know. I don't know. I think I will probably give the first episode like a 5.5. Okay. I was thinking about a 6. Um, yeah, like a 5.5. Like, it's all right. Like, I don't yeah, know. It's, fine. it's kind of disappointing as a season opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it like yeah. I feel like it falls to the classic sort of we're gonna make this story interesting, but the only way that it really holds up is if the characters don't actually talk to each other. Yeah. Whereas, like, if characters are open and honest with each other, it would be a lot different. Yeah. All right. MVP for the first episode. I don't know. Part of me said Eric just because he's so ridiculous. That's funny. But Jack is also like the most normal person. <laughs> yeah, Jack is the only character that I think deserves MVP because he's the only person who's himself. He's the only human being. Yeah. We'll give it to Jack. Boy meets, I wrote boy meets quote unquote love. Sure. Perfect. Finger quotes love. Boy meets what is love. Baby, don't hurt me. And then for love and apartments. Love and apartments. I rated this one a little bit higher than the first episode because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, I can see that. So I just, I mean, it's just interesting when I think about the wrestling scene because it makes me think of the food fight scene in the previous season where it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah, they were. And it didn't seem like they were having a lot of fun when they were wrestling. You didn't think? I don't know. Maybe it's just because the wrestling, you have this like veneer of toughness yeah kind of over everything so i i could i would imagine that it would be a lot of fun doing something yeah like i'm that. sure you're, you know that. you're having to act you've got your face on so i think i'm going to give it a seven wow okay go for it yes i've decided it's getting a seven from me okay um man like i said this is a weird one for me and i honestly am having kind of a hard time mm-hmm. it's like i think there's a lot of good things happening like and I think on both storylines, right? Like, I like what's happening with the destruction of Corey's innocence mm-hmm. in the one storyline. I just don't really love the people in it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on the other hand, like, I'm having a lot of fun with the Mankind storyline. Like, I'm having fun watching it. But what's happening here yeah. is, like, wild to me. Very much so. Um, I think I've got to give it a 5.5. Okay. Like, it's got it's got peaks and valleys. I'll give them both of them five point five. I don't know. And did they deserve that? Do they deserve higher? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who is the MVP 
Sean? I that's what I wrote down. Sean. I said Sean maybe. I like how he stands up for Corey at the end. Mm-hmm. I did like where he his line where he says, Corey, what if we just don't know anything? Mm-hmm. That's a good line. I feel like that was a really good line. Something that should probably be said, you know, at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. the entire show. Well, yeah, and Corey, it, what if we just don't know anything? And, and again, the idea of like the them going to Pittsburgh, I think, is a really good idea, and I like mm-hmm. what's happening in it because like Corey's innocently, blindly moving on, and Sean's kind of following along because like he knows things are crap for him, but things normally work out for Corey. Mm-hmm. And then like, them coming see to where this pain. goes, huh? Let's see where this goes because Corey doesn't deserve this kind of pain. Yeah, of course, Corey doesn't deserve this kind of pain. And then, you know, to have like Corey's innocence destroyed or his naivety destroyed, I guess, um, that maybe love can die. And then to have Sean's naivety destroyed, like, oh, even Corey can fail. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I just didn't care to watch it. Yeah. When we were talking about this, and I was joking with you that I needed to postpone again to record, mm-hmm. they're supposed to yesterday. I was listening at home, and it didn't work out. And then I was joking with Chance, I needed to postpone again. And he's like, "Really? Because we can?" And I was like, "No, because I don't want to have to watch it again." <laughs> yes, because you watched it twice. I feel bad because I did not watch it twice. He was like, "That's a good point." Um, yeah, but it was a fun. It, parts of it were fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like five point five seems like a really negative rating. And like I didn't, I don't feel that negative about them. I just don't feel that positive about them. Yes, it's like a cartoon, but it hasn't really found its footing as a cartoon yet. Yeah. Oh, and is uh, is it Boy Meets Pittsburgh? Is that what we're calling it? That's what I was going to call it. Boy Meets Pittsburgh. Sure. He finally goes to Pittsburgh. Boy Meets the Pittsburgh happen. Affair. Ooh. Fair. Love it. We did it. We did it. First. Two episodes of season seven, right in the bag. All right. I kind of have a feeling, and I could be wrong, and I'm actually kind of hoping I'm wrong. Uh huh. But I kind of have a feeling that this, like, there are parts of this I like, but like the overall feeling I don't is kind of like gonna be this season for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll have to see what happens. Yeah. We can accentuate the positive. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting for sure. I'm really looking forward to quite a few of the post-marriage episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was talking about a co-worker. Because <laughs> I was told people, like, we're going to start season seven because we were talking about it. He's like, oh, has Corey gone to Cork World yet? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah, Cork World. <laughs> Give me to Cork World. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm fairly excited for those episodes. Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that's that's that. We want to say thank you for sticking with us thus far. Starting season seven for real, Mm -hmm. in earnest, not a trick. Not Um, a trick. No trick. AI, as far as we know, did not write these episodes. The the episodes actually happened. (laughs) You could go watch them right now on Disney Plus for $9.99 a month. Mm -hmm. Or you can bum off your parents. Or you can bum off your parents. As I do. Um, So thank you for sticking with us. Be sure to write us a review over on Apple Podcasts if you haven't. We really appreciate it. A five-star review. Five-star review. Anything less, you're dead to us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you have um, comments about the episode, maybe you also remember the website and or phone number. 
to save Cory and Topanga's relationship and you want to just affirm that for chance, you can write us about it because I don't remember. Um, but I think that's fascinating. You know, when you just said that, for some reason it jarred something in me. It may have been a website. I know they had a website where you could RSVP to go to the wedding. Well, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, it may have been a website where you could go and vote, and they turned that website into the wedding website when the voting was over. That could be. I, now, I'm having a vague memory of that now. It was early proliferation of the internet. Maybe there wasn't a phone number. Maybe, like, I created that association in my head with... With the death in the family? Yeah, with death in the family. Because I would have... It was right around 2000 when both of those things came into my life. Mm-hmm. So it may have been that I associated the phone number with it because of death in the family. Could be. Because they were similar situations. But I don't know. It may have been a website now that I think about it. Where you could... Um, but it was, it was definitely a vote to, like... Are they going to get married or are they not? Mm -hmm. So if you remember that, yeah, let us know. You can reach out on Twitter or on Instagram at bgworldfever um, or email at bgworldfever at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll probably read it on air. Mm -hmm. We did get a few people after our April Fool's episode that said that we tricked them. Yeah, at least for a little while. At least for a little while. Some further than they would like to admit. Mm-hmm. Including Trenton, not Trevor. <laughs> Trenton, not Trevor. Trenton Black. There's we no friend of ours named Trevor that I know of. If you are listening and your name is Trevor, hit us up on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. So, Trev, how you doing? Yeah, Trev, welcome. <laughs> Glad you're here. Hope you don't mind that we call you Trev. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, and you can follow us on all the things at BG World Fever. Mm-hmm. Email us at. BGWorldFever at gmail.com. Yeah, I guess not all the things. We're not on TikTok or Spotify. Pinterest. We might be um, on Pinterest. I don't, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm certainly not. Okay, so pretty much only Twitter and... Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's a very interesting Boy Meets World Facebook group you can join. I don't know yeah. if I recommend it. <laughs> that honestly talks more about Girl Meets World than it does Boy Meets World. It's a real shame. Like, like almost exclusively talks about, like... How Boy Meets World relates to Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. It's also very interesting that someone was like, I ship Jack and Eric, and I don't care what anybody says. And then, like, half the comments were like, Ship, what does that mean? Blue slang is so dumb. Kids are stupid for their language. And I'm like, What are you doing? Stop. Yeah. You're a dirtbag. Like, whether you agree with her statement or not, you don't have to be a jerk about. You know, slang. Yeah. A, ter- a term that's been around for 20 years now. Yeah. I mean, it's at least as old as the first time I became aware of shipping was when I learned about it because of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I learned about it because of Harry Potter. It was probably 2005. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's early 2000s slang. Yeah. So get over yourself. I don't know if I ship uh, Jack and Eric, but I could see it. I could see it. Anyway, on that note, uh, that's all I got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long, world.